What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. to the show on a Wednesday. Oh, we haven't forgotten. It's Valentine's Day. The Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. Kate Constable in today for Chelsea Messenger coming up in the next hour. And I'll take a gander. Today's schedule in the NBA, including back-to-back games for the Heat as they make the trip to Philly. We'll make a virtual trip to Boston at 720 to bring in Lucy Burge and get her thoughts on what she saw during the Super Bowl and why everyone thinks she's at least 50 years old on Twitter. <laughs> we will get the story behind that. I don't know how it happened. I just remember Lucy was watching a video from her yesterday saying, just so everyone knows, I'm not 50. I'm older. Maybe I'm younger. <laughs> I don't know how it got started, but we will talk about that. And we'll discuss some college basketball and look at the schedule at 740. Kate, so you're in Chicago doing a great job filling in on this show, but I'm curious about your morning because normally you don't get up this early. I'm kind of accustomed to this, or I try to be accustomed to this. So Am I wrong? Are you normally up this early, ready to go, dressed, ready to pop on our video feed here and go live? Or did you have to wake up and inject yourself with some Red Bull today? Uh, I injected myself with quite a bit this morning. I am not usually up at uh, 3.34. Uh, I'm up early most days. Like I get up probably around six most days because I like my mornings. I like to go to the gym, but this is extra early. Uh, You know what I did this morning? I mean, I'm not super proud of this, but I am prescribed Adderall. Um, I have what's called technically uh, chronic fatigue disease, which is crazy. Yeah, my friends just make fun of me. They're like, okay, so you're chronically lazy. Well, sometimes, yes, but no. So when I have to get up like super early like this, I'll set an alarm. So I did this at set an alarm at three, rolled over, took my Adderall, went back to bed, and then I just pop out of bed at like 3.45 and I'm just like buzzing, ready to go. I'm sweating. It's it's great. And then I'm I'm locked in for a couple hours and then we kind of dip and um, yeah. I'll probably take a nap after this. That's going to happen for sure. No, I have to do the same thing. Not hardcore drugs. I save that for Fridays. But just the, <laughs> I bet mean, I'm the same way where you just, whether it's caffeine or even like, I always say on the show, I usually have to take a little bit of Xanax to make myself calm down at night because I have to yeah. go to bed early because I'm old and I can't, it's not natural for your body to yep. wind down at seven o'clock at night. I mean, maybe it is for some people, not for me. So I'm like, I got to find a way to calm myself and get to bed, you know? Uh, I'm in the exact same way. I took a um, like a CBD melatonin gummy last night at like eight oh, nice. o'clock just because I got in bed at nine and 
I couldn't I couldn't fall asleep because it wasn't bedtime quite yet. And I'm also you know, someone who goes to bed fairly early most nights, but that's at like 10. I just found myself tossing and turning. And I'm thinking I then I start the panic thing because then I'm like counting on my fingers like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to get five, six hours. I'm going to be, you know, that whole cycle starts in your head. And then it's even harder to fall asleep. But we're feeling good this morning. I got a couple hours. It's great. We're going to go for our second cup of coffee in this next commercial break. And we're pop nice. through. Oh, I'm I do that. I think that's the most frustrating thing for me is that I wake up in a panic. Like how much time do I have left? How much time do I yes. have left? So I usually sleep till about I sleep pretty soundly from I don't know, from whenever I go to bed to about 230 in the morning. And then I wake up. I'm like, okay, I got like an hour and a half. Okay, I got I got that I can maybe do that or and then I wake up again. I'm like, okay, I got an hour. And then I go back to bed. I'm like, I got half an hour. And then finally, I'm like, Michael, just get up. Just get up. And also, I don't know why. Like I told you, I had that stupid dream that the Kraken won two to one over the aisles. I'm like, I lost my bet. And sure enough, I did. That was really weird. And then all of a sudden, that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift popped into my head. And I really don't care either way. And I'm like, why is this, why is this something that is running through my head right now? Jinx, know. you're just, I I... you're locked in at all times. Your job the last couple <laughs> oh, days yes. has been like, you know, Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey, Taylor it Swift. Is. Now that's over. You're moving on to handicapping the NHL hardcore. You're just, you're working 24-7. You've got to give yourself a break. Ah, I think you're right. Good thing <laughs> I'm going on vacation next week. It's coming at just the right time. So you're right. When you're dreaming about scores, and then especially when the Seattle Kraken are playing, that's a, yes. that's a telltale sign. Sir, we need you to step away from the microphone for just a little <laughs> bit and, and take a break. How about we step into the NBA on this Wednesday, Kate, and find out some plays that we like. And let's start in Philly, where the Heat are in town. The 76ers are laying three and a half points there, minus 350 on the money line at BetMGM, the king of parlays. The Heat are plus 135, total set at 223 and a hook. The Heat probably... I need to check on the status of Jimmy Butler. I don't think he's going to play. Didn't play last night in that win over Milwaukee. They had a lot of guys step up who we had not seen step up this season. But what is going to happen here, Kate? You know, I lean towards the 76ers in this spot, which is weird because, I mean, without Joel Embiid, they really have not been all that great. But I think more so the the play that I'm most comfortable with is taking the mm -hmm. over because you, you – Look at the defenders that are going to be on the floor tonight. You have Tyrese Maxey, not great. Cameron Payne, awful defender. Buddy Heald, he doesn't defend to save his life. On the other side, I mean, Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson, they're not great defenders. So it just feels like a game where this is going to be offense, offense, offense. Bam Adebayo, best defender on the floor, but he can't, you know, stop the Sixers completely by himself. So yeah. 223 and a half, that feels low to me. Uh, 76ers have gone over this number in four straight games. This number went over the last time these two teams met on Christmas. I know the rosters were different with, with players not injured. Uh, but I think this is a game, especially with the all-star break last game before it. Like, are we going to see a ton of really tough defensive efforts tonight? I don't think so. So I've, I'm taking the over in this one. Yeah, you know, I, I've gone back and forth on this one, but I'm with you. And it's tough when you look at trends and then those trends can be changed by the fact that 
okay, Jimmy Butler's not going to play. And you say, well, that's a lot of offense. Also, Jimmy Butler is a massive plus defender, right? Same thing for Joel Embiid. So, yes, you're missing offense, but also when you've got a guy in the middle who plays as big as he does, obviously a big man, then I think that that's something you have to take into consideration as well. So I'm kind of like you. Initially, based on the trends, I looked at the under because the Heat are the best under team on the road in the NBA. There's 17 and 8 to the under. However, based on the lineups that we're going to see or not going to see tonight, I'm with you. Let's go over in Philly and hope for some points. 223 and a hook does seem just a touch low. Want to get your thoughts on this. Knicks and the Magic in the Magic Kingdom. Magic lane, three and a half, minus 155 on the money line. The Knicks are plus 125. The total is 212 and a half. You know what I'm going to do? I keep switching up based on the trends. Normally, I go under when the Magic play. They're a big-time under team, but I'm going to go over here. The early money is hitting the over, and the Knicks are a better under team when playing at home, but not so much on the road. But also, if you look at the sample size over the past, what, three or four games, these respective offenses have really ramped up their production, even with some key pieces out. So Magic are on the back end of a back-to-back. I think we see some tired legs and maybe less defense, and this number is really low. I'm going to go over to 12 and a hook. I don't hate that at all. I could get behind that. I'm a little confused by this line. Magic, they're on a back-to-back. I know they're at home, Mm -hmm. and the Knicks have kind of been just reeling lately, lost four of their last five. But the Knicks are coming off that loss to Houston where Jalen Brunson was called for the foul um, that gave – I believe it was Dylan Brooks uh, for Houston free throws to win the game. And then the refs Mm -hmm. come out after the game and they're like, yeah, we we messed up that call. So I think the Knicks are going to come into this one fired up. Now, I think the line is where it's at because Isaiah Hartenstein is questionable. And I would imagine he doesn't go. And if that's the case, like that's, that's the only way I can make sense of the magic being minus three and a half is no hard yeah. sign because then then the Knicks don't have any front court depth and the Magic are very good in the front court. So um, I'm going to wait and kind of see throughout the day if we get any sort of news on whether Hartenstein, uh, Dante DiVincenzo is also questionable. Uh, but this line is weird and I think it's going to make me end up taking yeah. Orlando. But on a back-to-back, I know they're at home for both of these games, so maybe that doesn't matter quite as much. Um, I don't know. A fired-up Knicks team, especially Tom Thibodeau and his style of coaching, he's not going to let his players just cruise into the all-star break, coming off that terrible loss. So that's where I'm kind of mixed up in this one. I think I'm going to just have to hold off and wait and kind of see how the money moves throughout the day. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I expected the Knicks to be either a short favor or at least not to be laying three and a half with the Magic. And yeah. so I'm kind of like you. When you see a you see a line like that that's fishy, doesn't make any sense, you think, well, maybe I should be laying it here. But maybe best to wait on that one. How about the Nets and Celtics for the second consecutive night? The Celtics right now laying 13 and a half points. Celtics minus 1,000, Nets plus 625. At BetMGM, the total is 226 and a half. Last night, the Celtics were favored by eight at the Barclays Center. That ended up being a push. Maybe you got it at a different number. But, man, I I think I like the Celtics here, Kate. But, God, do I really want to lay 13 and a half points on the back end of a back-to-back for two teams? I don't know if I have the guts to do it. I don't think I can. 
Uh, I Yeah, I really don't think I can. The Celtics have not been great at covering double-digit spreads this season. Maybe you look at a Celtics first half because that's where Boston has been great because if Boston gets up uh, early in this game, if they're up, you know, late in the third, going into the fourth, I imagine Missoula just pulls the starters and it's like, let's go into the all-star break fully healthy. Let's not risk anything. And maybe the Nets get some sort of backdoor cover. Um, I mean, right now it says Porzingis is out. We'll see if that moves. I mean, it's still so early um, in the day that he could certainly switch to being questionable. I don't know. I kind of think like why if, if Porzingis is dealing with any sort of injury, why play him right now? Uh, right. You just beat the Nets last night. Like d- don't mess around with anything. I still just don't love double digits with Boston. So a first half play, I think that's the way that I am going to approach this game. But if you made ah. me play anyone full game, I would take the Nets uh, just because of that. The back door and the all-star game coming up. Things get wonky. How often do you play first half bets as opposed to full game bets? I'm more of a full game person every now and then I'll bet a total, but generally I bet sides. Do you do a lot of first half bets? I do. I love first half, first quarter, but I kind of pick and choose. Like I have a certain like list of teams that I'll bet first half on. Otherwise, then I just stay away. Pelicans are great in the first half. Boston's great in the first half. Um, I like the, the Timberwolves oftentimes early on in games as well. So there's a couple teams that I specifically focus on their first half, but like a, a magic. Yeah. I have no interest in like a first half bet on the magic. I, that's not something sure. I've been following. Yeah. I'm going to stay away from this game as well. I initially in my handicap yesterday before the lines were posted, I thought, I think I like the Celtics here, but I did not anticipate a five and a half point jump. I mean, home court advantage in the NBA varies unlike the NFL where it's generally worth three points, but in the NBA, it depends on the matchup, depends on the teams. And that number is just too big for me. So that is a stay away. What about your bulls visiting Cleveland tonight? Cavaliers laying nine and a half points. Cavs are minus 375 on the money line at BetMGM. The Bulls are plus 290, and your over-under is 223 and a hook. I have to think or have to say I'm probably going to roll with the Cavaliers here. It's a big number, but you're the Bulls expert, so are you going to talk me off of laying nine and a half with Cleveland? They have already beaten the Bulls twice this season by double digits. Yeah, the Bulls struggle with the Cavs so much. I um, See, I don't love betting on the Bulls because they're so up and down. I, I actually, you know what I, I like to do, Jenks? I like to live bet the Bulls because if they're oh, up okay. big, if they're up big, they're going to blow that lead. If they're right. down big, there's a good chance they climb back into it. Like the Bulls are literally a roller coaster. They are all over the place, but they have been playing a lot better as of late. They've won three of their last four games. I think this number is a little too big. So I do lean Chicago tonight at plus nine and a half. Okay. But the, the the sabotage factor of that is the the Cavs are coming off of a bad loss to Philly. Snapped a big right. win streak that Cleveland was on. So maybe, you know, the Cavs want to right the ship, get a big win, go into the all-star break, happy. But I just think this Bulls team is feisty. Their defense is better. The ball moves so much better without Zach Levine in the lineup, which is crazy because he's Mm -hmm. the Bulls' best player, highest paid player. Um, But Chicago just kind of gets more open shots, gets more threes, things like that uh, with Levine out of the lineup. So I I think the Bulls can keep this one within the nine and a half. So that's the way I'm leaning here. If Caruso plays, I love... Well, also, Jenks, Caruso steals and blocks. We got to take that tonight. 
Oh, I forgot that you're on those steals props yeah. with that. And you mentioned him early in the show. So, hey, if it's been working for, and also, I think you make a good point too, which is if you're if you're trying to find any sort of advantage, and an advantage is obviously relative when you're talking about numbers being set because Vegas is so good. But clearly, there are certainly some spots where maybe it's a prop like steals, or maybe it's a mid major mm-hmm. where you have to feel like the books aren't as sharp as they normally might would be just because bets like that aren't made as often right it's those small little um prop bets that you can get some good value on sometimes yeah absolutely coming up next oh you know she has some takes on what she saw during the super bowl and how old is she really a chat with Lucy Burge coming up next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. It is great to have you with us on this Valentine's Day. Stay right there. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the show, the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Drop a double D. best Delilah impression early in the show. We had a very deep talk about <laughs> Valentine's Day. Delilah. I feel like I'd be perfect. For, I, I want to do a show like that where I just give people relationship advice, even though I have no reason to give people relationship advice, Kate. But I feel like you James. could do that. You're married. You have a <laughs> husband. I, I mean, you had a great Valentine's Day. Maybe you should be the one hosting the new show on Becky about relationships. Jenks, with some of the men I have dated in my life, I have some stories for you that would be quite interesting. And I've learned a lot from those relationships, which is why I'm able to have a successful, healthy relationship now. So I could offer a little advice, but I do think you're better at it because when you get like um, close to the mic and you get all quiet and kind of do like your whisper voice, (laughs) that's Delilah right there, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's good stuff. When it's late, let's go ahead and bring you in and let's talk to Joanne. Joanne, what's on your mind tonight? You know, she's got the. <laughs> I, I love it. You just get sucked in. Next thing you know, you're listening to Celine Dion pump out some sort of slow jam. Oh, yeah, it's great. So before we get to Lucy, I cannot wait to talk to Lucy. I don't know how old Lucy Burge is. I honest to God thought oh, yeah. Lucy was in her 20s. I swear to God, I found out that was not true. She says she's mid 50s. So I don't know the truth. We have to talk about this. Have you had a time in your life where someone either for good, for better, or for worse, where someone gave you a compliment on your age or thought you were much younger or thought you were much older and it hit you in a certain way? Yeah. I mean, I've actually gotten like, I, people sometimes think I'm younger than I am, which is a good yeah. thing. But also mm-hmm. I wonder like, huh, do I need to act a little bit more mature? Am I acting too young for my age? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, as you get older, you always want to hear the, oh, you're you're that old? I thought you were way younger. So I'm going to take it as a compliment. But sometimes I get like, I'm like, huh, maybe I need to up my, my maturity level or like how I'm yeah. carrying myself a little because I like to be a little goofy, but maybe that's a little too goofy. 
Uh, I don't think you can be too good. I think it's good for the spirit. Also, no. I'll tell you the the backhanded compliment I got. It was a couple of years ago now before I was dating the lovely Catherine. And I was, someone had tried to set me up with this girl who was much younger, but I was like, yeah, if we get along, whatever, I don't care. And so I thought things were, I mean, they were going well, but the, and this is when it hit me is that I listened to her and she goes over to a friend of hers and she whispers in her friend's ear, except she'd had a couple drinks. So she was very loud. And she goes, what's the oldest guy you've ever slept with? And I was like, Oh God, that's, I mean, I guess, we, <laughs> I mean, I guess she liked me, but also it hit me in the face. Like, Oh, this is, you know, this is, not well, this is not, good. this is not great. <laughs> so I guess good, but also not good. And so that kind of hit me in a certain way, but that's the way it goes. Sometimes time's undefeated. All right, let's talk about time. Let's talk about age and bring in our Boston baddie. Let's do it. Always Boston strong, it's Lucy Burge. How do you like them apples? Of course we're going to bring her in. It's the Women of Wagertainment Wednesday. You know her, you love her as a writer for BetQL and host of Back to the Futures each Sunday night on BetQL. Lucy, good morning to you. You are dressed perfectly for Valentine's Day, just like Katie is. But I have to ask you, please tell me the story behind. (laughs) I watched your video and I got quite a kick out of you telling everyone (laughs) what your age may or may not be. How did this get started? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes. Well, good morning. Happy Valentine's Day, Jenks. Happy yes. Valentine's Day, Kate. It's a, a very morning. happy day. Good morning. Uh, yeah. Oh, first of all, with Delilah, I used to think Delilah was like a like a local person in local to me and i feel like everybody feels like she's local to them so you start hearing about delilah and you're like wait she's national she's not personally talking to me um so yeah that was a a pivotal moment in in my life was realizing that but yesterday trolls will be trolls and i am now at a point where i don't know who's kidding and who's not and i just i assume people are kidding all the time because i feel like that is the best way to go through life but somebody yesterday (laughs) commented on a one of my tweets and said like the best 50 year old I've ever seen. So I, you know, so I was like, oh, I'll make a joke about this. And I'll say like, oh, 50 is the new 20. People started to think I actually am 50. And I started to get, not that being 50 is bad. It's just that I'm not. And so I <laughs> was like, wait, do people believe this? What is, so I did lean into it and I'm like, oh, could I be 25? Could I be 57? Could I? No, I'm actually 32. So it, which is like, I had to think about it for a second. I was like, wait, I am 32. Am I 31? (laughs) I'm at the point where I forget all the time. So does it really matter? No, not really. But yeah, people were saying that I'm 50, but 
I can, I feel it now where if I don't get carded or something, I get a little bit sad. I'm like, wait, did you actually think that maybe like I, maybe I like, I'm not on the, on the fence anymore about like, could she be 21? Could she not? No, it's pretty like obvious at this point. So I, I would rather get carded than, uh, than not at this point. So it's not a hassle. It's like, I, I'm at the point now where when that happens, I'm like, oh, you made my day. And that's, you know, maybe <laughs> that's ambiguous about my age. But yeah, 32. And I was, I almost like tweeted out, like not my, uh, my license or something with covering stuff up to like prove it. Like I was born in 1991 and people started to then go back and be like, oh, do we actually believe that? And then somebody said, well, is she verified? Because is, is her birthday actually verified? And I was like, who is kidding and who is not? I don't even know anymore. But I do like that one thing that trolls uh, tend to go to when they want to insult me. And they say that I'm a silly little girl. So that makes me feel younger, which is very nice. <laughs> You're a silly little 50-year-old, really, Lucy. Really stabs me in the heart. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just a silly little girl. <laughs> 50 year old you need like a a blue check mark next to your license like your birthday to be verified so you really are but hey i mean you have a great future ahead of you if people think you're 50 looking like that like you're gonna be a smoke show at 50 i can only imagine thank you kate Thank you, because people are calling me a gilf, and I'm like, yeah, let me just like play up the gilf mentality. Skip right past milf, go right to gilf. I think that's the way to go. (laughs) Thank you to all the gilf fans out there. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh yeah, my I God. think water aerobics is in my future, which, you know, it's not the worst workout in the world. Absolutely. So joints. You know? I did have back problems recently, so maybe people do think like, yeah, somebody <laughs> on TikTok was like, what is wrong with this lady? She's got back problems. She's got, I was like, yeah, falling apart, sir. I don't know what to tell you. It happens. That's age. That's the aging process. It's it age. What can I tell you? Uh, yeah. So Lucy, I know we're a few days past the Super Bowl, but but so much happened in that, not just in the game. Before the game, halftime, after the game. I have to ask you, I just have to ask about Taylor Swift possibly getting the ick from Mm. Travis Kelsey. And I've seen, I will say this, this is just my theory. I am not rooting against them. I am for them. But it seems a little forced to me. I think I saw that video at the win where they were kissing and then it, it panned over. And then all of a sudden you've got, Jason Kelsey, like he's helping DJ with Marshmallow, like the whole thing that was going on. And it seemed a little forced, but maybe I'm reading into it. And then I saw after the game, right after the game, when Travis Kelsey was yelling, Viva Las Vegas! And they pan over to Taylor and it was like, mm, okay, okay, this is a thing too. What what am I missing here? Talk me off of it. Just what are, what is your take? Yeah, Jinx, very interesting you say this. Some could say that uh, more happened before and after the game than during it. Wasn't the most uh, high-scoring, exciting game, so there's more to talk about before and after. Very interesting you say this, because the way they talk to each other, knowing they're mic'd up, Travis knew he was mic'd up because he did say, uh, if my mic picked up what I said to Andy Reid, then maybe we'll find out. So he knew he was mic'd up. So what he was saying to Taylor Swift kind of made me go back to the thought that, 
that could this be staged? Because it was so cliche, almost scripted. He said, thank you for flying across the world. Like, it just seemed too much like, okay, after the game, act like this. Also, his manager made a comment in at, to, in an article somewhere about how people say to him, like, what a crazy year it's been. And he said, it's not that crazy when you have a plan. And it could be the plan could be like, oh, they, they, you know, to go to the Super Bowl. They really they plan to go to the Super Bowl because they're competitors. But I mean, it, it that it not that I think it's fake, but it made mm-hmm. me veer more on the side of I got the ick a little bit about could this be fake because they mm-hmm. knew they were mic'd up and it's not like she is forcing herself into the spotlight. It's not like she is going to the game, hoping to get on camera. She has taken a, a like a, a step back from the spotlight and lets him have his moment. They support each other, but I mean, anything is possible when it comes to, is this real? Is this fake? And I mean, I think it started out with PR intentions. I, I do think that because I think, Travis Kelsey's team wants him to be, people have said, as famous as The Rock. This is a way to do it. Mm. Date Taylor Swift, of mm. course. But also win the Super Bowl. I mean, that doesn't hurt either. And that's that's real. Um, so I think it is real. I think they they do love each other, but the the way they acted, the after party, the way they were they were singing Taylor Swift, and he said, Do are you in love with me? He screamed it over everybody. And it just seemed to me, if I saw that just in a vacuum. I would say this is fake, but knowing everything else, I think, yes, they are together, yeah. but it was, it was very, very interesting how I, I feel like we're not the only ones, Jenks, who, uh, who thought that because I saw a bunch of people on TikTok. I mean, TikTok people are just people, but they have opinions too. Um, but they were, uh, were saying the same thing and the algorithm doesn't lie. So I feel like I was like, huh, really gets you thinking <laughs> about the way they talk to each other and they know they're mic'd up and on camera pretty much all the time. So I don't know, maybe they, I mean, it made me happy to see them in love i mean on valentine's day of course it is apropos to look at two people in love and feel very happy but it genuinely did make me happy to see them uh embracing each other and kissing and all of that after the game and, and uh after the uh afc championship game as well uh lucy so i was trying to go to bed early last night to get up for the show and um i got stuck on social media. I came across an article in Women's Health uh, about a a body language expert that has been reading Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's body language. I have to send it to you. I think you would find it very interesting. This expert says that they are truly in love and they feel very safe with each other. They feel very comfortable and things are easy based on the way her hand is on his face and he's leaning into her and resting his head on her shoulder, things like that. So according to the experts, they really are in love. Now, I don't think uh, Taylor Swift and Kanye are quite in in much love. What's going on with the Taylor Swift getting Kanye kicked out of the Super Bowl, all of that stuff? Yes, this is the reports that that he what he was not allowed into the Super Bowl because Taylor Swift said you can't come in here and rightfully so. Honestly, Taylor Swift made the right move with that. I think for all, I think mm. for the she was thinking of just the the well-being mm-hmm. of probably everybody at the game, but also they are enemies. 
what he did to her, first of all, at the VMAs years and years and years ago. Uh, well, I'm 50, so I was probably like in my 30s when that <laughs> happened. So I was gonna say, yeah, I was in high school. No, I was like, uh, you know, whatever, doing whatever at that point. Um, but no, but starting with that, and then the whole like it, the phone call that the Kardashians and Kanye West taped uh, with Taylor Swift that they didn't then released and she didn't know about it, and that was very all muddled. But they are enemies, so it makes a lot of sense. I think even if they weren't enemies, I think that it's the smart move to maybe say, Kanye, do something else for the night and maybe stay out of the spotlight because you never know what Kanye is going to do or what stunt he's going to pull. So I think for the enjoyment of all, keep him away. But I think good move by Taylor. If she did keep him out of there, absolutely, because what he did to her was dirty. And with the phone call especially, but also when he interrupted her award. That was a big moment that, I mean, some could say thrust her into the spotlight. As he said on his song, I think it was famous, I Made Her Famous. Um, I don't know if that's completely true because we we don't know. But um, that doesn't excuse the fact that he then went behind her back and recorded that call and then released it. And so they have a, they have a long feud. So I think that that was the right move by Taylor. And the body language expert, I think that that's, that's a really good way to read it. Because they do. They do look like they are in love. And I think that... She she does feel safe with him because he's like a big guy who can protect her. And there were reports about one of their first dates in public that we knew about where he allegedly said to her bodyguards, you guys can can take off. I've got it from here, which swoon city. My goodness. Good for good for her. Yeah. That is true because he can protect her. So that is woof. Uh, that's a it's a very nice thing to say. That's true. I would have said, guys, I need the reinforcements here. Bring in as many bodyguards yeah, as you arms. can. Yeah. So yeah. Not every guy can pull that off. Yeah. She's a writer for BetQL, host of the Back to the Futures each Sunday night on BetQL, and the newest member of the AARP. It is yes. Lucy Burge. Lucy, wonderful to talk to you on this Valentine's Day. Thanks for being with yes. us. Love you guys. Coming up next year on the show, we look at today's scheduling college basketball. And I'm going to ask Kate what she's been watching on Netflix. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by Betting Gems. Stay there. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. I'm Michael Jenkins. we got Kay Constable here today sitting in for Chelsea. Thanks for being with us. Coming up, we'll try to talk some college basketball. Before we get into that, Kate, i got to ask you, because I asked Chelsea this yesterday, Double D and I were talking about this during the break. Have you watched anything recently on Netflix, Max, Peacock, Paramount Plus, <laughs> whatever. You can go on Hulu. There's another one. Whatever you stream, or even if you don't stream, anything that you've seen that might be worth watching. I need a review here. You know what I have just started watching, and it's been years since I've done this. I okay. am a Bachelor girl. I'm watching The Bachelor oh. this year. It was a Monday, a couple weeks ago, a Monday night. I had nothing going on. There weren't any good games on. And I was like, what, what in the world can I watch? 
The Bachelor was starting a new season. And I thought, hey, I'm going to jump in here. This is going to be like my one once a week show that I can look forward mm-hmm. to, a little drama, all that jazz. So far, it hasn't disappointed. I missed this Monday's episode. So this afternoon, this evening, I think that's probably what I'm going to be throwing on the TV. Uh, and we'll get that fired up. I mean, I love a house full of women that are catty and drunk and going after the same guy. <laughs> Like, no wonder the show's been so successful for this many years. No, it's true. So let me ask you, did you watch The Golden Bachelor? Because that was a success. And now I'm reading that it's been renewed for another season. They're going to have another Golden Bachelor. No, I didn't watch that one. I was a little weirded out by that, but I actually think that viewing-wise would probably be more interesting than The Regular Bachelor because you've got these, like... Are the older women, the golden women, are they the same cattiness as the younger women? Like, that's something I'm interested to to find out. So maybe I will watch this second season uh, because I did hear really good things about it. So, uh, no, I have not watched the Golden Bachelor one, but I will watch Golden Bachelor two. I've heard and I've seen just a little bit of it, but I've heard that the Golden Bachelor is a little bit sweeter than the regular bachelor okay. because everyone's older and kind of rooting for one another right it's like look we've all been there Aww. done that we're all kind of in this together not to say that there isn't a little sort of drama there always will be when you have a show like that but it's almost like hey we've all been through the ringer of life enough to where we're here and we all kind of want the same thing so let's be a little more supportive that's the vibe at least i've gotten i i've got one for you to skip and one for you to watch on Netflix. Okay. Number one, Hit skip me. X. There is, it's a horror film, but it's really porn mm. horror, not hardcore, but the storyline is it's the 1970s and there's this group of people and, and they want to get into the adult film industry, right? So they find some sort of boarding house that they can shoot everything at. And then of course, be able to start dying. So Kath was <laughs> like, this looks kind of fun and campy. And so we started watching it about midway through. She was like, I I shouldn't start picking movies any longer, huh? I was like, I mean, it's not great. We finished it. It was just fine, but pretty predictable. And just like, it was all gratuitous, right? Like, let's just go crazy mm-hmm. with the sex scenes. Let's go crazy with everyone getting killed, but not much to it. However, yesterday I watched Lover, Stalker, Killer. Let me tell you something. It's an hour and a half documentary actually happened true crime it's not egregious and Catherine told me you have to watch this i know you will love this and she was working at home yesterday i'm about midway through she grabs her computer from the office and comes and sits on the couch next to me i was like what are you doing she's like i just want to watch you watch this like i want to watch your reaction to how this plays out and you know what now I know why. if you like true crime at all, especially something that is not going to be drawn out. It's an hour and a half of your time. That is a true story. Holy Lord. I cannot believe this. Actually, this story happened. You're going to think, you know what happens and you won't. And I cannot recommend that highly enough. Lover, stalker, killer. Just give it a shot. If you like, true. even if you don't, you're not going to believe this story. You're not going to believe it. I love true crime stories. Like that's kind of my genre right there. So this is right up my alley, Jenks. I already just Googled it quickly. It looks, I mean, so many things popped up, like good reviews and everything. 
And I love also that it's only an hour and a half. So I will definitely be trying this. This might even be something that I watch this evening. So thank you for that. Um, Because the true crime stories are the best, especially when they are actually, well, I guess true crime is actually true and not just like a Netflix show. Um, But those are, those are great. So I will try that because I haven't been able to find too many good streaming shows lately. Like, I feel like it's just, it hasn't been all that great. This is, this is one review. And I think this says it all, even in a crowded true crime field, it's something of a doozy. (laughs) It's a, it's a real doozy. Uh, You don't hear that anymore, but I'm like you too. When I watch something, I, I don't, if it, Every now and then you'll find something that warrants maybe a long runtime. But I feel like a lot of these shows, it's like, hey, we could tell this in an in hour, 45 minutes. Time. Why don't we, yeah, half it. Let's stretch it out, make it a three or four episode like miniseries. And then I'm like, guys, we've been over this a billion times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then I, I, you watch one or two of the episodes and you never get to the third. Life gets busy. Right. Stuff like that happens. So to be able to just kind of knock something out in an hour and a half is perfect, which is probably why, I mean, I, I haven't seen the show yet, but I would imagine that leads to some of the success is that people front yeah. to back, you're in, you're out, you're engaged the entire time. It sounds like there's some twists and turns that are pretty unexpected. Uh, because like all true crime is kind of the same, right? Like you, you kind of can tell the yes. storyline of how it's going, but it sounds like this one is gets you some twists and turns that aren't you aren't prepared for. Yes, for sure, definitely worth checking out. All right, I guess we got to check out some college basketball now. Here, Kate, yeah. we've got number eleven South Carolina at number thirteen Auburn tonight. Auburn laying eleven and a half points at home. Your total is one thirty-seven and a hook. I know you follow college basketball as well. I know we're both also kind of getting into it because you're more of an NBA gal, if you will. But what do you think? This line initially seemed a little steep to me, but when you consider that uh, Auburn's coming off of an embarrassing loss to Florida, they were two-point favorites. They lost by 16. Um, and Auburn's also one game behind South Carolina and Alabama, who are at the top of the SEC. Like, this is a big game for Auburn. You go to some of the head-to-head matchups between these two teams, too. Like, Auburn has crushed opponents that South Carolina has just barely scooted by. So I think this line is where it is for a reason. And the the tempo that these two teams play at, like the pace, South Carolina, so slow. 355 Mm -hmm. in tempo where Auburn is 73rd. If Auburn can dictate the pace in this game and force South Carolina to get up and down the floor, I think that they're able to cover this number. So I I didn't initially love it, but I think I am going to end up laying the 11 and a half with the Tigers. Ooh, I think I'm going to go on the other side here. And I'm not crazy about this, but look, Auburn has been unbelievable. And the total for this game, 137 and hook, it's not as high as I thought it was going to be. You mentioned pace of play. I think that's going to be the key here. I I think you hit the nail on the head there. If South Carolina can keep up with Auburn, I think that's the real key here. I don't know if they can because they don't generally like to do that. But when SC scores 70 or more points, this season and the total season, maybe they can, maybe they can't. They're 15 and five against the number 19 and one overall. So they don't have a problem playing at a higher pace, even though they generally don't like to. So as much as I like Johnny Broom, and I think 
Auburn is going to be a real problem come tournament time. I think I'm going to be on the other side and go with South Carolina. What's going to happen between UConn and DePaul? Holy Lord, UConn laying 24 and a half points, total 141 and a hook because the Blue Demons are so bad. But can the Huskies cover a number this big? I don't know. I mean, I want to say yes, they beat DePaul by 29 earlier this season. I think the way I would look at this game is to take a first half nut line on UConn uh, mm-hmm. or to take, yes, Matt just put it in the chat. That's exactly what I was going to say is team totals, either UConn over or DePaul under their team total. And mm-hmm. I don't have the lines in front of me because in Illinois, you're not allowed to bet on Illinois schools so these lines don't even pop up at BetMGM for me so I don't know what DePaul's team total is at but I would imagine it's sitting high 50s and I think you could probably uh, play the under in that game I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to keep up in the scoring department at all against uh, UConn who not only is great on offense but has the 17th ranked defense in the country so team totals is how I would look at this or a first half line for UConn yeah, I think that's probably the way to go, too. UConn's team total is 82 and a hook, and by virtually every metric, you've got DePaul at the bottom of every defensive yeah. statistic you can imagine. They're just so bad. At the very least, they've got a new practice facility that's going to be completed in 2026. <laughs> I was doing some research on DePaul because I remember DePaul used to have a, a great basketball program and a great tradition they've fallen Mm -hmm. off recently so i'm kind of rooting for them right there in chicago but man it has been a tough season for the blue demons finally let's go back to the sec number eight tennessee at arkansas tennessee laying nine and a half your total is 150 and a half i think i'm gonna go over here and it took me a while to find this angle but arkansas's defense has been a real liability this season especially in fayetteville where they are 10 to and one to the over that is seventh best in the country. They're 93rd in defensive efficiency and Tennessee just happens to be a great over team on the road. Six and one to the over that is fifth best in the country. I'm going to go over in Fayetteville. What say you? Yeah, Jenks, I can get on board with the over here because you know what Arkansas is really good at is getting to the free throw line. They're eighth in the nation uh, in free throw attempts per game and Tennessee at free throws against 275. So they're allowing teams to get to the line a ton. That always is great for an over because you're getting points with the clock mm-hmm. stopped, right? Also, Arkansas, it's going to be without uh, Trayvon Brazil, and he's their rebounder. He's their big man. Uh, and that's going to allow Tennessee to get a ton of points inside. 37th in rebounding, 10 offensive boards per game. I think this is a higher scoring game, so I'm with you on the over. Coming up in five minutes, back to the big boys and today's action in the NBA. Plus, what should the Chicago Bears do with the number one pick in the NFL draft? We've got Reed and React as well. She is Kate Constable. I'm Michael Jenkins. This is the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Hour three coming up next on Valentine's Day. Stay there. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.